Hey everyone, Simon here recording a pre-podcast episode message. Uh, Unfortunately, after we recorded the podcast, I found that my microphone had had some issues with it. We always test the microphones before we record, but I don't know what happened. It's uh, just there's some crackling going on, even cuts out a couple of times. Dom's audio is perfect um, and hopefully it's not too distracting uh, on my behalf, but if it is, I really apologise. Uh, yeah, just one of those things, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, apologies. Hope you enjoy the episode and speak to you soon. You just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three, great! Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon, I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom, and I've seen 125 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 19, Letting Go. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 19, Letting Go Dom. We're here. It's been a little minute, a mini hiatus, if you will, which I know you won't. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. It's nice to be back. Been a good little break in September. You know, we were both away at different times, but I'm here. I'm ready to go. Raring to get back into One Tree Hill and discuss all the fun, great things that happens in every episode with you. But how are you, my (laughs) friend? Excellent. Yeah, I'm very well. I'm very well. Had a nice vacation, if you will. And it annoyed Ethany because I kept referring to it as a vacation, where, of course, here in the UK, we called it what, Dom? A holiday. Yeah. Holiday. Holiday. <laughs> Ice cream day. Uh, yeah, really good. Very restful. Um, but back back to it. And you was out there, too. I realized so Dom and I had had an evening together in person, <laughs> non-podcast related. I invited myself over to Dom's dom's uh, boudoir and we he had snacks for me um and a coke bottle of coke bottle of coke and we sat and watched three ninjas together individual bag of doritos so lovely what a lovely night we had thank you so much again you're very welcome it was nice i mean it was one of those moments where we were both queued up to play football football got cancelled and you bullied your way into my flat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But it was it was worth it. I enjoyed watching Three Ninjas. I haven't seen it for a long time. And we watched a version that I'd never seen before as well. So there was lots of like different bits and discussion points and yeah, I think it I think it kind of rejuvenated um not only our love for each other, our love for the film, but also the love for trying to get these people on the podcast. And Dude. you were working your little butt off, weren't you, after that? Oh, Getting people on getting people involved yeah it did it it energized the podcast interview aspect which is funny because 
well they get they get a good amount of views on youtube but on our podcast channel are these episodes that are just you and me get more uh downloads than our interview ones do but and it's so much more hard work to chase these people down but we were so close to having antoine tanner skills on tonight he was lined up queued up and he pulled out like 10 minutes five ten minutes before so minutes to go minutes to go but we're not giving up we're close so you know we'll put a pin in that um but we also have a really exciting interview lined up for free ninjas that be happening in the end at the end of october then hopefully another one that'd be huge uh for free ninjas hopefully in february we'll tbc on that but that's one that would just we could drop the mic on podcasting if we got that one done. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be it. That'll be the way to kind of we, we've done it. We've got it. We've got a good collection. We're happy with where we finished up. Yeah, just kind of like <laughs> we made our mark. You know, two fingers up to the industry, <laughs> and we're gone. Well, and we also uh, we also just curated my new word of the night. Uh, a list of over 200 movies, 200 that we're going to cover on on the podcast over the next many, many years. And we've just put them into a random selector. And what came out, Don? Uh, it was Ace Ventura. So that's that's the, the, the next film that we're going to we're going to podcast. So these two, this list of like over 200 films is a combination of films that, you know, we both love or that we individually love. Um, or like or want to talk about or ones that we might not have seen before that we want to you know give a go and and add some voice add a voice to it um and yeah the first one to to be selected was ace ventura i believe there's going to be a little a little video simon out on instagram by the time this is out it'll be out tomorrow but this by the time this is out it would have already been there so yeah head over to raven raven instagram we don't really plug that enough we don't really update it enough, to be honest. But there are things on there, little videos, that like the the prank I did on Dom the other week with the massive trouser hound, you know, things like that are on there. And a picture from the other night of us on there, Dom. Got almost 100 likes, just our faces. So that. This, the, These are things that we should do like a little bit more often. I don't actually <laughs> see you physically, like in person, much at all <laughs> we, do, we do a lot of texting a lot of voice note not so many voice notes lately you sent me a couple the other day but i guess you've been away i was away so uh, I've, I've missed the kind of almost daily voice note from you with some sort of random explanation of something or some kind of you know diatribe into <laughs> into you know your life and while we're on right, home improvement while we're on that topic uh we are gonna uh podcast season two soon so i've still got four episodes to watch i said to dom when i was on episode 19 gave dom the green light hey you know uh best get watching and he'd finish how long did it take to watch all 25 episodes dom uh two days insane how did you do it? Like, did you just have it on in the background? Like, were you really it, paying? How did you do this? It's just on all the time when I'm, like, if I'm working and it's not particularly busy or I don't have to, like, 
deeply concentrate on on the the work i mean i, I do work very hard but nice. if i didn't have to deeply concentrate on something in particular i would have it playing so it's like continuously going and it's you know in my mind and i'm listening i'm paying attention i'm laughing i laughed a lot at it as well yeah i'm looking forward to talking about that one i've got things to say about season two of, of home improvement but just got to get those last four episodes done yes it's on me now which is ridiculous <laughs> so yeah i'll get i'll get to that and then also so so much stuff podcast stuff happening we also have confirmed our next road trip dom yes indeed this was sprung on me monday night when you visited <laughs> it was sprung on me too dom the people demanded it we we got word from uh from a friend from aaron uh on instagram who like that goes to a lot of these conventions and things and what's great of being in this community if anything wandry hill comes up or mighty ducks or free ninjas people just send it to me it's like i don't even have to look for this stuff anymore um and he found out that daphne who plays victoria is going to be at a sci-fi convention because she must have done some sci-fi films by pre wandry hill i think in December. So she's going to be in Manchester here in the UK in December. So I think, did we say we're going to go on the Sunday? Because West Ham are playing on the Saturday. Is that right? <laughs> Let's just be real about yeah. it. Let's tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, West Ham are playing. We'll go on a day where we're all available. <laughs> so Dom and I, I think it's my, it's my turn to drive. Um, we'll get the video blogs going. Um you know good times to be had yeah absolutely like manchester not not been before it'll be interesting to go i looked at comic-con in london to see if we've got any uh x one tree hillers in there there aren't any like that would be so nice it'd be so close we could get there easily it'd probably take less than an hour and we'd be happy uh but no we we've got a two and a half three hour drive to manchester uh to do but it's worth it for Victoria. She's like the best character. So <laughs> let's what, go. Why? Um, and I wonder why they're not in London and why they're like all up north. And then also, though, you love the road trips. Like, wh which one did you prefer? If Which one was your favorite? The Chad or the Craig? The Sheffield or the Liverpool? What, the actual driving? Or, or just the the day, the experience. Like one of them got shouted at by an ice cream man. Another oh, one. God, yeah. what, was the, what did we do? With... Craig one was just really smooth. We had a whole like professional setup. Yeah, I, I really liked the drive um, up to Sheffield because you were playing with the the temperature continuously yeah. in the car, and it just it it caught like it really made me chuckle. Um, and we got a good little video out of that as well. So um i like i liked both i like both journeys i liked meeting both of them they're both very nice people um and they were good to talk to and they signed the the hoodie and yeah just looking forward to getting more names on that hoodie to be honest yeah hell yeah um so there we go so that's all of those things that are coming up and there are lots of things to be excited about and if people aren't involved on our patreon ravenshoops.net we have full like 30 minute videos documenting those those trips individually like two like a 30 minute video for each one and there'll be another one for manchester of course so yeah let's just keep it moving but dom we're here to talk about one tree hill 
and we're here to talk about this episode. It's just you and me tonight, solo adventure. <laughs> Where do you want to start? We actually this we watched this episode about a month ago, I guess. At this point, obviously, we just rewatched it, you know, this evening for this episode. Uh, which character would you like to start with? That's a great question. I mean, like, I, it always makes me laugh when you say that. Like, I, w- I would have watched One Tree Hill in its entirety twice um, on the Easily. on the journey through this podcast because um, we watch it at the watch along and then I watch it again. Oh, um, right, literally. So I thought you meant like yeah. in the last month since we watched this episode, you could have watched all of One Tree Hill twice, like all nine seasons oh, yeah. twice, and that's also true. I, I, I would have definitely finished it. And probably got halfway through it again, I reckon. Yeah. I can do that with The Office, and that's nine seasons. It's about the same length. So, yeah, I can, yeah, easy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, who should we start with tonight? That's a great question. See, this is the bit that I, this is why I kind of like having a raven on with us. Um, unfortunately, our, our, the raven that was planned in couldn't make it. Um uh, so, which is fine, but it puts a lot of pressure on me to then start selecting characters from the episode. And I kind of like to pick ones that I think didn't have like major involvement or it wasn't like particularly big episode or good episode for them first, like get them out the way. And then we can talk about like, you know, the, the meat and tea veg at the end. So. Oh, that tickled him. Do you want, that did, yeah. do you, do you want to have, do you want to have a quick, um, a quick side story about meat and tea veg? Please, always. So we we took um after we pick our um son up from school, we wait he now is learning colours by um having to choose the slides after school. Good parenting. Because he gets them out and he says the colours, you know, orange, yellow, green. Become a little if, tradition. If he says the wrong colour, does he not get to eat it? Oh no, he has full control over the smarties. There's no we just <laughs> But it's really sweet because F said that she likes the orange one. So everyone, he, every time he gets an orange one, he gets all excited and then gives it to her. So it's all really, Aww. it's all really sweet. Well, we went to, there's an M&S uh, petrol station that's just like really close to where we live or just sort of around the drive around the corner. And uh, so we go there quite a lot. And we was in there and got his Smarties and we got some stuff for dinner and whatever. And I picked up a LucasAid because I... They've had a long day, a bit tired. So for our uh, American friends, a LucasAid is uh, an energy drink. It's probably the equivalent of like, I don't know, Monster? No. No. What? What's like an American got energy monster drink? Monster here, so yeah, no, it's, it's kind of like a tame one. It's like the first one that was over here, wasn't it? It's like the first proper like sports drink we had in the UK. Yeah, it's like the one that your parents would give you in the nineties when you were sick. Oh, give it, give yeah. it an original Lucasade. Yeah, exactly. You're right, that's the right. one. <laughs> It'd be fine. <laughs> but so I put got this and put some of the other items on the counter, and the the guy, the clerk, the attendant, who was uh, you know, putting the stuff through through the till, um, you know, scanning and whatever, and the till quite like low down. Um, it's sort of like you know, there's items on the side, and then it sort of dips low where you would like bag things. But we weren't we weren't having a bag. Um, and so as he's doing it, he drops my aid, It kind of falls, and it falls towards him. And I just watch the end, like the cap, 
just gently rub against his groin. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was wondering for so long, when are we getting to the <laughs> meat and tea veg point? We started with colours and smarties and we got to petrol stations and we got to understanding LucasAid and then boom, there it is. Oh, there it was. I went right along the fly as well, like right along. Oh. And I was like, I noted it and I mean, as you know, I have contamination OCD. So instantly it was like, oh my God, like what that's, am I supposed to do? That's full of that man's penis, basically. I was just looking at him like, are you clean? Do you think are these trousers clean? Uh, and then, well, not not anything I could do. I'm not like going to be. Like, oh, excuse me. Do you mind if I change my Lucasade for a different one? Because this one just gently caressed the outside of you know your trousers on your crutch. But so I took it home and uh, I just dealt wiped, dealt wiped the top. So, well, I think that's fair enough. Like I think that's progress as well. I think that's good progress because <laughs> other people. I think Simon of old would have. Let just not touch that bottle again, and would have gone and got a new Lucasade. But F you take it. Same. <laughs> it's not been anywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, there you, go. Um, there you go. And that leads us on to skills and mouth um, and their journey <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to talk about skills and mouth? Yeah, I think we'll start there. I think they didn't have um, the they didn't have the bulk of the episode but they they had like important parts so um let's let's go with with these two um do you want to talk about their journey uh sure well i skills wakes up mouth whose mouth is in i don't want to say a depressive state because i think people get mixed up with the dip with depression and sadness and where sadness is like a reaction to it happenstance. Something's happened. Now I'm sad. Depression is something that's out of someone's control. It's like they, it's, it, someone can be having a fine day and then it just hits like depression. It's not necessarily a reaction to something. So that's, but they, but I say that because skill says you're depressed. And I thought, no, it's not. It's a reaction. I don't know. People might get me in the comments for that, but, um, just my opinion. But the, he he's trying to cheer him up and says that he's going to take him to fix his broken heart. And so I think as an audience, we all expect that he was going to do something to help get Millie back. But instead he's going to see Gigi at a college party. It's happening in the day, like a rager happening in the day. Did you notice this? Yeah, it was middle of the afternoon because obviously he's just woken up. So let's assume he was in bed till 11, 12, then they're going to drive to college. They get there, let's say, an hour or two away. It's middle of the day. So, uh, and then it was dark by the time they left. So, but they still had enough time to get to New York when it wasn't creepy to bump into Millie. Yeah. Yeah. So much driving. A lot of driving. Uh, I've, I've got something to say about the driving, but we can wait until we, we get to at that point but obviously when they're driving there Malf's having a little sleep because he's you know sad or hungover or whatever 
and Skills has got his phone and is texting Gigi saying all sorts of weird things. Now, he's trying to get over Deb as well at the same time, gets himself and, and Mouth invited to this, I think in his words, freaky deaky party. Um, and I, I genuinely think he's doing it for the right reasons. And I think those reasons are, this is a world that um, we, you could kind of step into but this isn't the world that you want. So I think Skills is actually taking him there for that exact reason. You know, we talk about Skills being like this party guy and wanting to have fun and he says all these, like, kind of inappropriate things, I guess, uh, uh, and always wants, you know, to kind of look at girls and and stuff like that, you know, pre-Deb especially. Um, And I think this is his opportunity to take mouth and go, look, look at what we could be doing. You know, you've got to get over Millicent and look at all this this isn't what you really want this will help you decide that you want Millicent and then we're going to go and get you know what what you want which is her and then end up in New York so um I think he's doing a good thing what do you think yeah and I think I agree and I think the misdirect is we're supposed to think that he's not doing a good thing and then everything he just said that actually he is and he's trying to like go to Christmas past sort of situation isn't it of showing him yeah what his life could be to show mouth to have that realization that hey you've got to go after the things you want in your life and you've got to make things happen for yourself and if you want millie and you want that relationship you need to get over yourself and make it up to her and just tell her how you feel which he does and they got the most chad looking guy possible to grind up on Gigi and then grind up on millicent in his like imagination yeah and yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, he might go down as background artist, but he, he certainly um, seemed to be enjoying himself, um, even though the others weren't. Yeah, there's a lot of like hair movements from uh, Gigi, like a lot of like moving her hands through her hair as she was sort of dancing and things. But it was all very, I just kept thinking, it's middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, should be running errands. She should be like going to the post office and stuff. Like, this is middle she of the day. She should be in fucking class. Why aren't you like in a seminar or something like that? Why are you fucking about? A keg stand though. Mouth does a keg stand straight in. Just being lifted up there. You ever done one of these? This I've. You or maybe you don't remember the story, but I told the story about how when I was in America and at like a party, sort of like this, it had a keg and everything, and. People were like, do a keg stand, do a keg stand. And this in these days, I didn't need any convincing to do anything. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> so I did it. And as they pulled me up, upside down, I, I still do really, wear baggy t-shirts. I was wearing a baggy Sean John t-shirt. And as I was, as they lifted me up, the t-shirt flopped down. And uh, and so my nipples were on display. And so oh, no. then when, <laughs> when they put me back down this guy that I'd been talking to just before was this American guy was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. What he was talking <laughs> about was the shape of my nipples, Dom. He wasn't expecting to see my burger nipples. Like I was really, sure I was really, was I was really about. thin at this point. Like as in like I was, how old was I? Like 19, just turning 20. Like I was in like, not because I was exercising or anything, but just because of like, 
metabolism you know i was just like <laughs> i was quite slim so i don't think it would it there was nothing else it could have been referring to other than my nipple size maybe you just wasn't expecting the shirt to flop off you and you'd be half naked do you imagine if that's uh, what it was i think you're just, just in, and just it. in my head i just like villainized why not villainize this per- this person but just like overanalyzed I think that's exactly what's happened. Chris Green, man. <laughs> one comment. <laughs> one comment. One comment. Ruined ruined you. How old were we? Like you. 13, 14? Yeah, I guess so. Around there. <laughs> Bloody hell. If I ever see him, I bump into him. But hey, man. Fuck's sake. Lo- local legend, isn't he? Yeah, well... Someone actually said to me, someone like one of my mum's friend's daughters, who is now 30 something. So this isn't someone who's young, but quite a few years ago, she went, oh, my God, you know, Chris Green. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I went to school with him. Like, why is is that a thing? Like, why is that a thing? And he was a thing. Apparently he was a thing. Yeah, yeah. They were all excited. Definitely. The day that I met Ethany, the day that I met her, when she, I was like, oh, you know where are you from and all that sort of thing. She's like, oh yeah, from here, from St Albans. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, do you know Chris Green? She was like, yeah, I know Chris Green. Like, cause like he was friends with like some of her friends and whatever. And he was quite a good connector to me. Like, and but our thing was is we knew the real Chris. So to <laughs> to our yeah. listeners, there's this guy that Dom and I went to school with, like to primary school, which is like uh, elementary, elementary school, yeah, and. He was, he was a good friend. Like we were all really good friends of him. Really great guy. Really funny. Um, very silly, like in a good way. Um, and but then when he got older into like his teens, he sort of got into music and became a bit of like what we would call a rude boy. Um, which is like you know it was into, well not hip hop. It was more like like garage and and uh, music like that that we have here in the UK. And um. And he was really good at it. And he sort of became like locally famous, you know, had some thing, had some like YouTube songs and things like that. But to us, he was, when we would see him, he'd still be silly. You know, it was kind yeah. of like he had the two sides of his personality. Um, but yeah, really good guy. And when, and when he said, uh, he sang happy birthday to F for his, for her 30th from Australia, like he recorded the video and stuff. And he's like, yeah, good guy, but he definitely damaged me with a remark when I was like <laughs> 13 or 14. But we all do. There's probably people that I damaged by calling them something that I can't remember. We just say stupid things when we're young, don't we? I mean, Chris Green physically damaged you by kicking you in the face once. That's true. <laughs> it was an accident, but he did mistake your head for a football. Yeah, on the playground. Do you yeah. remember it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I remember trying to find your teeth. <laughs> can you tell the can you tell that story that you tell you tell one because i'm interested from your perspective so we were playing football at what age and we must have been yeah 10 to 10 or 11 around there maybe 9 to 10 actually in that ballpark and literally and uh we i don't think we're in the park. i think we're actually on the field do you remember do you remember where mrs roth 
and Mr. Jessup's classrooms were. Yeah, that yeah. bit of field that was right outside their kind of door. Yeah. Like, but a bit further over, sort of like you could see the football club. I, I kind of remember it being on concrete because I thought Chris Green had picked up stones thinking they were my teeth, but maybe. But yeah, keep going, I, I think, keep going. I, I think you got near to the concrete, like you ended up being, I, I think he was picking up your teeth, thinking they were your teeth, but they were actually stones from the from the mud. Right. Like in the grass. It wasn't a muddy day. It was quite a sunny day, a nice day, right. playing football. Simon's kind of suddenly on all fours like for some reason or like you're like on the ground for whatever reason and chris goes to kick the ball and ends up kicking you in in the mouth mm-hmm. like quite hard as well um for that for that age and you some teeth came out mm-hmm. um and you were a bit shocked and surprised and then you got whisked away by i can't remember who but you went to a teacher uh for help and then uh yeah we, we were looking for your for your roommate the teeth that you'd left behind and he'd picked up some stones. I'm pretty sure it was on the field because I remember looking in grass for your teeth. Okay. Uh, and then, and then, but it was on that bit that then went onto the playground. So it wasn't like far away. Do you remember where the old like climbing frame thing was? <laughs> um, it was, it was kind of near, it was that bit of field near that. So you could see the football club over the hedge. Um, and yeah, and that was it. That was kind of it. And then I, I assume mum or dad came to get you. Yeah, I got taken to a dentist, I think, because I didn't knock my teeth clean out. It like, uh, just like wobbly chipped. Yeah, it chipped some of my bottom teeth. But I think they weren't, they must not have been my adult teeth. No, I think they would have still when, been when, kiddie teeth. When did adult teeth come in? Because I've got a picture of me in like the first year of secondary or near the beginning of secondary school with like a tooth missing. No, I don't know. When do, no, when do you? teeth come in i don't know well it obviously it obviously wasn't a problem because i didn't have like chipped teeth or anything growing up so i I don't know what happened but um but yeah i remember and then i remember afterwards being taken home by my dad and watching denver the lost dinosaur do you remember that cartoon denver the lost dinosaur i remember being like oh i'm at home during the day you know that feeling of like oh i'm not (laughs) supposed to be here and then the next day, I think I went into school and I had a massive like bruise. I like underneath my jaw, sort of going down my neck a little bit, like where it had like where his foot had made contact. And I remember so clear Chris being so dumb. He came straight out to me and was just like, What's happened? You got ink all on your neck. <laughs> I was like, Cause he did. I was like, No, it's a bruise massive bruise from where you know you've damaged the like the muscles or whatever i wouldn't have said any of this i would have just been like what this is no. where you kicked me chris <laughs> but yeah it was an accident you know it was all and yeah but yeah that was that that's a true story that's probably the most damaged i've ever been by another person physically let's hope it stays that way let's hope let's hope let's hope how did we even get to this? Oh, the keg stand. So mouth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else is there to say about them, really? I mean, there's a moment where he, like, they decide to go to New York. So he gets fed up, gets a bit upset, doesn't want to be there, knows that Millicent is the one that he wants to be with. Because um, he's talking about, like, they're sitting on a bench together, aren't they? And he says, oh, uh, you, you know what I did at college every night? I dreamed that I was, you know 
with someone who was like this or I'd become a sportscaster and he's like well you done that and then it's like oh, I then dreamed that I'd you know have good friends and live a wholesome life well you got that too and then he's like oh yeah but I also wanted someone who would like love me as much as I love them and so on and so on and so on and then that sparks the okay let's go to New York moment and he's like oh you good to drive and he goes I haven't had a drink for hours so I'm like sober as hell or whatever he says I'm pretty sure like your blood alcohol doesn't work that way yeah pretty sure like don't like wait in a couple of hours doesn't really make that much of a difference um so they drive to new york (laughs) under the influence (laughs) he'd just done a keg stand right at some point previously yeah exactly um so he's gonna be messed up still skills is like okay good you drive first i'll have a little sleep you know and then i'll take and then he sort of takes over and it's just like well that's not right is it and then Mouth's asleep by the time they're... Is he asleep when they arrive? Yeah. Wakes him up, says we're here. It's the classic, like, oh, I thought we were going home. How come we're in New York? That's it. And he's like, there you go, because, you know, I'm a good friend, really, and I wanted to show you what you didn't want so that we could come and get what you do want. And then that's it. They, then he tells... He sees Millie, tells her everything oh, on his sleeve, you know sort of creepily waiting outside her apartment for hours probably you know like a police stakeout mm-hmm. um and she just kind of accepts it and is like okay fine you're the marvin i want well he said what he says is really <laughs> sweet he says something along the lines of like life's not worth living if it's without you you know mm. like i can only i only want my life to be with you and that's sweet because you know how i feel about my wife dom i have to say it it's the truth it's like it's nice it's genuine it's a genuine i'm not just saying it she doesn't listen to the podcast remember so (laughs) you know (laughs) she also doesn't watch one tree hill so if you're stealing lines from one tree hill and feeding them to to your wife that's a fact i'm I'm surprised i told her i used the line from boy meets world once and i but like years ago i told her it's actually from boy meets world couldn't Yeah. Oh dear. So okay. So any predictions for mouth, Millie, skills? Do you ever predict skills will be on this podcast? Uh, Antoine. <laughs> I was I was hoping he'd be here today. Um but that's fine. It's okay. He's you know, had a prior engagement. I think I, I think I predicted that uh Mouth and Millie would be back together soon enough. Um I think they're gonna move back to Tree Hill. Uh she seems to move more than any other character. Um, she, she, you know, one minute she's here, then she's there, then she's there, and then she's back here, and then she's there again. So I, I, I think they'll be moving back into the apartment. Um, Skills is obviously still living there. You know, maybe Skills will look to find a place of his own soon. You never know. But um, I think Skills is going to take the separation from Deb quite hard and maybe try and you know, see if they can figure things out and say, look, I don't care about the having children thing and this, that and the other, but I I think that the, the ship might have sailed on that now. So I, I think Deb did it for the right reasons. She sees that he loves children and wants to have children, so kind of made the right call. Was like, look, I can't give you that and I don't want to give you that. I'm quite happy with where I am uh, in life and, you know, I've, I've experienced all of that and I don't really want to go through it again. Um, I'm quite happy being a grandmother to jamie and a nanny or whatever um 
so yeah I think skills kind of needs to move on a little bit but you know with the way One Tree Hill works there might be a little bit of reconciliation along the way so I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen with them but Millicent and Mouth definitely I think they're going to be back they'll be happy she'll work back at the shop you know with um, for Brooke that kind of stuff shop with nothing in well shall we move over to Brooke as that as a segue Yes, let's move over to Brooke. Brooke. I find Brooke really difficult to watch. I find it really, really, really tough. And she didn't have a particularly, like, terrible episode this time round. It wasn't particularly great. But I'm really, like, I'm kind of in that phase of, like, she's just not a nice person. I don't really like her as a character now, to be honest. Uh, And I'm kind of bored when she's on screen. (laughs) So many haters out there. Sorry. Uh, well, I think it's true. I, <clears throat> there were bits that were just kind of sad in this, like where she, she's like, uh, you know, everyone, all of my friends have children or are married or have this, that, and the other, and all I have is this, my, my store, my career. Like, you're 22. Most people don't have a, even don't have a career. They just have a job, and they're still mm. working out what their career is going to be, hopefully, like, eventually it's like there's so much pressure that she's putting on her so i mean why brooke maybe take a minute and think hey you're 22 and you own a house outright no mortgage like you bought that you you've got money in the bank you've got whatever like you're recognized you have you do have a career like you have a path if you want to if you want to follow that you've got good friends around you you should be going off traveling or something like Go live your life. Like go, go to Japan for a year. Go, go <laughs> do something. Why the hell not? Yeah, I mean, I I can I can really understand and I can appreciate the sentiment of what she's saying. I've lived that. I've I've been there. I've been in that situation. I've thought, you know, everyone around me is kind of moving on with their lives or, or getting to a point where um they're having families or they're doing this and they're doing that and I, I feel very stuck i was doing this to the same job I've, I've been doing for a long time and i thought like i'm not really getting anywhere in life but then when you re- sort of reassess brooks like position she's a millionaire yeah who has created a, a business empire with her mom um has probably traveled quite well done a lot of work done this done that and can take that time and just do what she wants you know like you said she's bought a house mortgage free paid in cash you know furniture came with it yeah. not the cat though yeah um there's all of that you know all of that in the, like stuff that she's gone and done and she's trying to rebuild this little empire and do this that and the other but she's putting so much stress and tension and pressure on herself that that doesn't need to exist i, I can also understand that that's kind of human nature as well. People put themselves into that scenario, into that, you know, into the into the situation of, um, like I'm not good enough. I'm not doing well enough. I'm not at the point I wanted to be at in life. You know, again, a, a, a sentiment that I can understand and I, I can I can appreciate. But sometimes you need to just accept that that is what it is, and you, there's nothing wrong with your path. Um, you the the path is you know is kind of laid out and you, you decide whether you go left right or forward you know so um just go with it just enjoy it enjoy it while you can and you're fucking 22 so just chill out you've got a lot of life to live stop putting so much pressure on yourself this rather handsome man is asking you to to go with him to la yeah and is taking your 
you know, this kid that isn't his kid, your kid, anyone's kid. It's just a kid um, that you've taken in, you know, off the streets. Absolutely no paperwork came with that. And <laughs> yeah. you're going to take it to L.A. as well. Um, so there you go. That's my thoughts on it. No, I, I agree. I think she needs some self-love. She needs, like, to... Mm. You just have some space and love herself. And obviously, way easier said than done. And it takes some people never get there, and it takes a long time. Usually, into your thirties, not your twenties. You know, like I think the thirties, the twenties are still your time to like learn and do things and make mistakes and whatever else. Usually, take your thirties to work out what you did in your twenties. You know, um, but yeah, I. It's just all a bit melodramatic, and I really didn't like her scene with Chase. Uh, not just oh, be- not just because yeah. it's FFC, but because <laughs> he spent the whole time doing what everyone seems to do, which is like, "You're Brooke Davis. You're the best. You leave ghosts in the eyes of all of the boys that ever dated you because you're the one that got away, and you're this and you're that." And it was kind of like the look on her face of like. She's just kind of loving or enjoying that, those compliments. And okay, yeah, of course, it's nice to be complimented. But I think it goes against what they're trying to portray of her as a character, which is that she's this independent, you know, strong person. But actually, that doesn't, that can self-validate. Where actually what we're seeing is she gets a lot of validation. And that is what, she's receptive to and what she enjoys i might get a lot of hate for that too but i'm just saying how how i see it and it's all sort of surface value as well it's not like what chase was saying is like your book davis you could like have any guy in the world Mm -hmm. and you could you you know you can do this and you can do that but it's just like that's that's not kind of that's not kind of the point that's not really what she's I don't think that's what she's looking for, but you're right. She does just kind of accept it. It's like, oh yeah, okay. What a, what a nice, like, lovely thing to say. You know, he's basically saying that she's, you know, a beautiful woman, which which she is, but she, she kind of knows that. She doesn't need that validation. She needs someone to say, look, you're intelligent. You built this empire. If you want to go and do this, this, and this, fucking go and do it. If you fancy moving to LA for a little bit, go and do it. Why don't you say to Julian, I, I can't come right now. I want to wait for this baby to come and I'll join you in like, seven months or 15 minutes because it's you know the 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 timeline in trio was messed up yeah um but you, you know actually i, I do want to join you down there i will bring sam with me but i'm gonna have to do that when this baby arrives because i said i'd be there for for peyton um and then i'll come and we'll see what it's like and then you know if i don't like it then i'm, I'm actually gonna come back because i've got this house that i paid for with my money straight away without you know fucking skipping a beat so just take a bit of ownership take a bit of like yes this is what i'm going to do and just be a bit more dominant with it but you're right she she sort of mopes to uh peyton she mopes to chase she mopes to uh hayley and it's just like okay then when she sees sam she has a little cry when sam's got the bags packed and she's like we're not going to go she has a little cry with julian because she's like i'm not coming and it's all just like it's just a bit mopey just make a decision but yeah it's all everything that's sort of said to her by chase is all very sort of face value stuff i think mopey is the best word for it it is already mopey where actually you've got the world at your feet you can literally do whatever you want so uh yeah i think you're right why don't you just be like 
Yeah, we just visit you in like next weekend. See how yeah. you're getting on. Uh, well, you, See how the weekend goes. You know what? I'm not going to bring. Yeah, I'm not going to bring Sam because she's still in school. But hey, there's Haley. She's she's at home. She's not going touring yet. But you know, hey Haley, could you take Sam in for a, a week or a weekend for me? A long weekend. Um, she can babysit whilst you go and visit Nathan, if that's what you really, you know, or like whilst Nathan's free and available and, and, and hanging around. So there's, you know, there's options. She can basically leave Sam with responsible adults and she can go and disappear, you know, so. Well, you have a prediction for Brooke slash Sam slash Julian. Julian basically exited. He did, but I'm not convinced he's gone. I, I think Julian is in this for the long haul. I think Julian ends up becoming her person. So I, I think they end up together. Uh, and they, they live happily ever after, or hopefully happily ever after for, for her sake. Um, uh, and I, I think he's good enough to be in the show long, like long term. You know, we know that uh, Owen was mentioned in this episode and Chase was like, oh, I should have followed him to New York. I wish I did. We wish you did. <laughs> we all wish you followed him to New York, but you didn't. Um I actually think Julian will probably go get on the plane and either like not have actually walked on the plane because we just kind of see that door close and he's gone. So he might then like knock on the door and come back out or he flew all the way there, decided he didn't want to be there and flew all the way back. You know, literally just like, can I get a flight back immediately? Gets a flight back and he like uh, next day knocks on Brooke's door and she's like, what are you doing? I thought you were in LA. And it's just like, well, uh, you weren't in LA. So I wanted to be with you. And that's it. Then he becomes daddy to Sam, who isn't actually anyone's kid. She doesn't really belong anywhere. There's no paperwork. There's no paper trail. She doesn't exist. Yeah. Huge head. Huge head. Just floating around. Um, Like the clown in it. Big head. That's it. No paperwork. (laughs) That's exactly. She lives in sewers. (laughs) There you go. And kidnapped children. She kidnapped Jamie and took him to the party that she met. So, yeah, this all checks out. Exactly. Chuck, Photoshop, we're expecting it. Sam's face. Thank you. (laughs) That's Pennywise. Um, But, like, moving on to Sam, if it's okay to move on to Sam. Please, the doorway's open. Um, I actually thought... (laughs) The doorway's open. I actually thought it was really nice, like, her and Jack. And I think the, the ending, and Brooke saying we're not going is nice for Jack. I think Jack, Jack, you know, because she was like, look, we, we uh, I'm going to go. I'm really sorry, but I'm going to go. It kind of leaves you on your own, but at least like you've got a few connections now. People know who you are and you might feel a little bit more comfortable being around Tree Hill, even though I'm not going to be here anymore. You know, sorry, but we, we of course we're going to stay in touch. He has the kiss moment, like just wanted to do that before you go. I thought that was quite sweet. And then, kind of part way she goes to pack that's it see you later jack and then she's not gonna go and it's i think that's quite nice it's quite like a sweet moment in that she's like so let's you know talk about that kiss eh? and then she flicks the milk mm, pots over i like that too. obviously we have all the the school stuff in between one thing that really bothered me about the school stuff and i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it right here is one why the fuck are you all these children in my house get the fuck um, out of my house immediately two why is Jack there? Jack has already said he's not in that class. So why is Jack, you know, participating in that lesson? 
like he could be there he could be there to be with sam but why is he joining in with the class he's not actually in the class he says to the principal hey you didn't even realize i'm not in this class and he gets up and fucks off so like why even bother like reading catch 22 right i was gonna say and he he watched the movie so he even did the homework that was set previously even though he's not in the class so what's the point and he didn't watch it with sam either because she didn't know that he watched the movie yeah so he he didn't read the book did he He said like the reason he knows so much is because he watched the film um because she was surprised but he he should never have read the book anyway because he's not in that class yeah so i'm not happy about jack you know being there (laughs) okay there you go Um, (laughs) i just want to say it i mean even the principal can just walk into Haley's house like the doors really aren't locked yeah like literally anyone i mean jamie has been kidnapped by nanny carrie by sam and we're just letting anyone walk in like how much stuff do we think got stolen like i would be looking at medals that nathan has won oh, yeah i'd be looking for those those custom nikes that he's got mm-hmm. jerseys be, any jerseys that are floating around you'll be the jersey like sniffer and thief i would take all um, that dazzle cloth yeah 100 percent robbing that on your face um didn't know what you was gonna say <laughs> but the lucas aid all over again <laughs> crutch shot um yeah i don't yeah i, I, I just it's crazy. If I came Business. home and there were people in my house, <laughs> I eat Dom. Let- Even if I came home and you was in my house, I'd be like, I really yeah. love you, but I don't, I don't think you can do this. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if I turned up at your house with um, like twelve other people that I'd brought with me, everyone from football, let's say, everyone from football, I brought everyone from football round, and we waited for you in the middle of the day and you turn up and then you're like hey what the hell's going on here and we're like we really wanted to see you because we wanted to hear you talk about the three ninja kids um no problem like what can you can you can you tell us about it i think you'd have an issue with it right massive issue it would also be like <laughs> luna why did you not attack yeah <laughs> luna was happy we gave her treats yeah yeah that is true i'm sure she would be happy uh yeah no i'd be really disgruntled Mm. so yeah terrible um and what i did like though was at the end you think oh the principal's gonna give Haley her job back and Haley's gonna take it but instead Haley's like nah fuck you yeah i've got some integrity you fired me in front of the the students Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna go back on my word and i'm not gonna let you you know make it look like i have to get me back in the school to do your job for you but she gives her like the notes as well like I can help you out with this. Here's that, you know. I think it was a good touch. I think Haley really showing her kind of integrity there and self. She has self worth. That's what's good about her is that she she kind of knows her self worth and she finds out all the stuff about the the record label really liking her song and they want more of it and like she's got this great backstory, you know, this teacher that slept with a student and punched the principal and all of that. Blah, blah, blah. But you know, I th- I actually think Haley. Um, is demonstrating the most integrity and the most kind of self-worth, self-belief mm. out of all of them. No, I agree completely. I mean, one thing one thing to put in there, though, is she does have... She is coming from a place of some, some privilege in terms of, you know, she doesn't really need the job for the money. You know, like some people wouldn't have that option. You know, they'd have... Them, 
it's harder to it's easier to have integrity with things when you aren't desperate to pay your bills at the end of the month you know oh yeah when your husband plays basketball professionally yeah and earns quite a lot of money and had a lot of money before and you can have a record deal if you want yeah (laughs) and you can just pick and choose you know when you decide to make a new album yeah absolutely she's got that element of privilege she can just walk out of her job like thanks very much see you later you know she's not worried about paying a mortgage or anything like that she's she's happy she's comfortable she could be a stay-at-home mum if she wanted to or she could be a you know pop star pop star if she wanted pop to star, so. yeah yeah i'm she's but, got all but, these all these options you know but, she can she can be a teacher still if she wants to just at another school but she's kind of got that grace where she can um kind of leave and go and choose mm. rather than I need to like find something while I'm working, which feels like is impossible. Having, having again, been in that situation, it feels really hard. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And, and it's still a really good integrity move. Um, definitely. Cause I mean, mm. also some people that have those privileges are just even more of a douche because, you know, they don't even realize what they they're having and they don't have that integrity. So it's still definitely really good. And I was, she put in a really good performance uh, Bethany Jordan's because there were parts where these scenes were awkward like where the mm. kids are in her living room and she's talking to the principal and all of that and she made it not awkward by delivering a really good performance I think she does have the most natural kind of acting talent like I mean all of the acting is good but I think maybe I think maybe she shines as maybe putting in the better performances like her and Paul Johansson why are you laughing because there's one bit that really stands out to me in this episode <laughs> is when Sam and Jack are kind of helping her tidy up and she's just pulling the face Behind like them. oh they're like a really cute couple but she's doing this mm-hmm. that's like Dwight doing the gym the whole time yeah <laughs> and she's doing that the whole time um that I they're, like, that. having the little conversation I'm like oh that's that's silly. Yeah, that's, that's over silly, overdoing but... it. Yeah, I know it's that <laughs> but too. She, you're true. right. She's she does seem to have a, a lot of like natural talent. You know, uh, acting, like performing in general. She, you know, great singer, uh, songwriter, musician, actor, whatever. So, well done to her for just being an incredibly talented performer. Um, but yeah, it was just that one moment that made me think, why is she pulling these faces? <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well. Can I switch lanes quickly? Because I, uh, you told, well, okay. To switch lanes to Nathan, Lucas, and I was about to say Jimmy and Jamie. Um, Jamie. And they go to the River Court and then they go to Keith's Body Shop, which was a nice touch. Yeah. And they're, they're a lot of talking about Keith. Um, as they enter the body shop, Lucas says, you know, oh, this isn't my uncle's body. It's not Keith's body shop anymore. You know, it's, you know, another guy that owns it now, but he gives me the keys so I can sort of come and go as I want. And it instantly reminded me of the story that you told me on Monday night (laughs) about a car garage and having the keys. (laughs) And the story is so funny. I told it to Ethany and she laughed so hard. And I was like, and I haven't even told it half as good as Dom told it. 
if you're comfortable <laughs> to, can you tell a version of that story? Because it's so funny and it fits in with this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So on Monday, I, I said I'd go and help my dad out. Um, my, my dad has a, a his own car garage. He's a, been a self-employed mechanic for 25 years, kind of around there. And he's been in this garage for a long time probably about 20 to 22 of the 25 years he's been in this garage like working um and he's getting close to retiring there's someone else that uh, he's you know shares the workspace with now they they pay my dad like half the rent or whatever a certain percentage and this guy's got his own tools there and my dad's kind of thinking of giving it all up let this guy have the space like from march which is like the end of the financial year uh, kind of work up until then and then kind of hand everything over to this guy, Steve, and let Steve take everything over. So Steve is like, okay, I need some space. We need, there's a lot of stuff in here that isn't needed. Can you get rid of some of this stuff? So my dad feels then very like aggrieved that he has to get rid of things that he's collected over years. Yeah, I mean, and I mean years, there's years worth of stuff up there. And do you know what's really like, what's really weird is that when I, so my dad's like, I want to put this stuff on eBay. Can you help me put it on eBay? I was like, yeah, fine. I can come over Monday. Let's ha- like have a look through and do it uh, and, and start doing stuff. So there's a couple of cars in the garage, all of this stuff on this racking. And what's funny is that my dad just then starts telling me what all the stuff in the boxes is. Like it's information I do not need. <laughs> I, I do not require. It's like that's a headlamp for a Honda Civic. Like this is a headlamp for a Ford Focus. There's a radio there. There's a distributor module, of, uh, and he's just literally like labeling all this stuff. Like, okay, I, I actually had to stop him. Okay, 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 okay. Stop. I don't need that information. Just bring down a box. We'll go through the box. Whatever you want to put on eBay, we'll list it on eBay. So I'll do it on your phone. Give me your phone. Got his phone. Have you got eBay on your phone? No. Okay, let me download eBay on your phone. Get that sorted. Do you know what your login is? Yeah. Okay, right. Let's put the password in. What's your password? Tells me the password. Okay, password's incorrect. What's your password? Okay, it's this. Okay, I'll try that. Yeah, it's incorrect. What's your password? Uh, I don't know. Okay, why didn't you just say I don't know to fucking begin with and we wouldn't be in this situation. So reset the password. Got that all sorted and all activated. Great. The first thing he finds is a CD radio, like ripped out of someone sent a console. And he's just like, I want to sell that on eBay for an old Ford. And I said, okay, do you know what like model it is or what car it would have gone into? And he went, definitely a Fiesta. Definitely a Fiesta. And my dad's the kind of guy that would say definitely Fiesta, even if it went into like a Ford Focus or a Puma or something like it, it he, he absolutely has no idea but he's convinced he knows okay so anyway I list it on eBay uh or I, I I start creating the listing model number everything like I put everything on there and then I ask him about the price how much do you want to sell it for and he's like I don't know five pounds five pounds that's quite reasonable okay then we get to the postage question how much postage do you want to put on this I don't know so okay we need to kind of like guess like your best guess well how much do you think this is going to cost you to post it let's say someone in liverpool wants to buy this item you've got to post it liverpool why is it going to no like it's not actually going to liverpool but just imagine someone from liverpool's bought it because that's like far away and it's going to cost you a bit of money to send it there so think about the weight think about the size of the box it needs to go in how much i don't know like okay well like how much you want because we don't want you to lose money on it and then all of a sudden, 
he just flips, absolutely flips, just flips his lid, is so angry, he's got very short views anyway, I don't fucking care, put it back <laughs> in the fucking box, I'm not going to fucking do this anymore, and he absolutely launches this box back onto the top of the racking, fucking leave it, I'm not going to let this fucking C word kick me out of my fucking workshop and make me feel like I can't be here, for fuck's sake, I'm not going to fucking have this anymore, I was like, whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop going crazy, Jesus, like, he's there. Steve is right fucking there. And he's screaming about him. He's like, this guy is here. And he's absolutely lost his shit going mental about him. I was like, you got to stop. So I was just like, okay, let's come back on a day where Steve isn't here. And we'll, we'll try and list some stuff on eBay and, and have a little tidy up. I'm going to go home now. Don't call me. <laughs> it's the best. Is the best story. My go. face hurts. It's aching now. It's the best. <laughs> the best. Thank you. There you go. So when are You're you going back right. for the eBay listings? Do you know what? <laughs> I think I'm going to have to do it on a Sunday. It's the only way to guarantee that Steve won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Just go at a weekend. Um, but yeah, I have no idea. When I do go back, I'll, I'll do a little recording for oh, you. Oh, God, please. Well, Dom <laughs> said when we, if, when we eventually cover Starship Troopers, which is on the list, or 200, that uh, you do a voice recording asking your dad the judgments because it's one of his favourites, right? I I mean, it, if I if I said to him, is this one of your favourites, he'd probably be like, oh, no, no, no. But it's a film that he will watch just all the time. If it's on, he will watch it. You know, you know, there's those films that if they're on, you'll watch it. Starship Troopers is, is one of those. Starship Troopers and Avatar. If they're on, he is watching it without fail. They're both on the list. Well, it's the same with, um, like we said, like My Cousin Vinny, isn't it? If it's on, you just watch it. Yeah. Classic. Okay, good. Well, thank you. I enjoyed that a lot. Oh, look. And that, now now it's documented. I can just go back and play that anytime I want. <laughs> so that's perfect. Um. Okay, what did you think of the Lucas, Nathan... <laughs> and jamie stuff they dressed jamie up as little keith it was all sweet yeah i i thought it was quite nice they took it to the i actually thought the start of the episode with like pain being in the pain and the boom boom and the like the banging and then he wakes up to nathan like bouncing the basketball in his room and that's how nathan's come and woken him up i thought that was quite good and like kind of merging those two, two things together and blending that in that was like a good opening to the episode and then he's just really whispery, isn't he? He's just like, oh, I'm going to go to the river court with uh, Nathan and Jamie. And, uh, is that okay? <laughs> and it's just like, just, just talk normally, mate. Just honestly, just open your mouth a bit more. Open your eyes a bit more and we'll all be okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was nice. It was nice to kind of have that little bit of nostalgia. No mention of towing. We all know that that's where the money is. Oh, Hi, Luna. I meant, I meant um, to say that. Good work. For anyone that's interested on our Patreon, but then also on, I like remastered the original. Uh, I did a re, yeah, remastering, I guess, of our pilot episode to make audio better. But I also released it as unedited. I put a little message Ooh. at the beginning to say, this is the unedited version, blah, 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 blah. Um, because it's way funnier and it has all the things in that we were too worried about leaving in. <laughs> Uh, but it's really fun. It's really. I listened to it, and it's really interesting how some a lot of some of our things all started in that episode that we still do now. 
<laughs> and they weren't planned. They were like off the cuff. But that exactly thing was, I can tell you exactly how that thing happened. I said, yeah, Keith Scott Motors. And you said, like, Keith Scott Motors, what is it like repairing something? I said repairing something. And you said, and towing. And I said, yeah, that's where the real money is. And that was it. And that's just been our thing now is towing. And that's where the money's at. So that's where the money's at. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. No, it's, it's all good. It, it was it was kind of like a nice nostalgia moment. It was nice for them to explain, to kind of spend the day with Jamie, who's a bit upset about Dan and isn't sure kind of how he feels about Dan at the moment because, you know, he doesn't lie to Jamie, has told him the truth that he's the one that killed Keith. Um, and it's put Jamie in kind of a weird sort of place and he feels a bit strange uh, and doesn't really know like kind of what to do. Um, and how to express it. So, um, they they're kind of spending the day with him. He's really good at basketball. I actually think he's better than Chad Michael Murray at that age as well, because he's really small. Like, you know, dunking them, dunking them in, like sinking them in. So, you know, he's better than me. Um, you don't know. We need to try you out. We'll see. I'll try one day. Um, but yeah, it was nice. And then when they put like the little beard on him, it was quite funny. They're talking about girls and cars and history and what Keith meant to them. And Lucas is kind of trying to emulate that. Um, yeah, I, it was okay. It was good. What 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 did you think of it? All? Yeah, I thought it was good. I liked the message at the end where Jamie says, "Is it okay if I miss Dan?" And Nathan kind of doesn't really say anything because he's kind of less, I mean, he's impacted by it too, but he's less impacted than Lucas is because to Lucas, Keith was more like his father figure. And Lucas sort of says, yeah, it is okay. You know, because, yeah. I don't know, was that almost a signifying, like, you know, you have to accept that people can evolve. Yeah, I think there's a bit of that, but I think he also understands that Dan is writing his wrongs with, with Jamie. Right. He, he He's doing this properly. He's not going to lie to him. He's going to treat him kindly uh, and, and try and provide for him and give him what he needs and, and help him and uh, teach him uh, and just be a good figure in his life rather than, you know, being that disappointed disciplinarian tough dad to, to to kind of put up with and live with so yeah i, I think nate i think um i think both of them recognize it but i think lucas coming to that realization is actually really important mm. it's like it's fine that you were a shitbag to me but don't do that to jamie and actually he's not doing that to jamie okay that's that's good we it's fine for you to miss him because um he's treating you well and let's you know, we want to keep that going. Yeah, he's been for decent. As, for as long as he's with us. He's been decent to you, so, yeah. Mm. Okay, good. Any predictions? Uh, I don't know. Lucas' stuff, I think, is very much going to be centred around the the baby that's on its way and worrying about Peyton. Peyton basically spent the episode saying goodbye to everybody. Drawing. Like, like I'm not going to be here. I'm, drawing out their history, basically, to, like, tell their unborn child you know when they arrive if yeah yeah and i guess that's i guess that's a nice thing because 
she didn't have that the opportunity for her when her mum died she she kind of didn't have that like message from beyond did she and i guess it's a nice thing like she's expecting to not be around here's a nice thing i put all these pictures together so you can understand our history and kind of what led us to this point and how special you are and what you mean to both of us it's really nice create this nice little like box for you but she's then sort of like saying oh to, to Haley, can you look after mia and um you know make sure you you help her because you're a really good mentor for her oh yeah i'll be around but you know the the baby's gonna change that um and then you know she says the same for brooke like brooke you should go enjoy yourself like i appreciate you're here for me but you've got to do what's right for you and there's all these little sort of touch points with, that she has with people and um, where she's basically saying i'm pretty convinced i'm gonna die which i'm pretty convinced she's not i'm convinced she's gonna you, you know not be great maybe a bit poorly but i think her and the baby are going to be fine i i don't think one tree hill could do that i don't i just don't think they could they could do it did you ever think they would kill keith that's a good point <laughs> but I, I just don't think with the amount of shit she's been through all this time they could just kill her off of this this be like the literally like the final nail in the coffin I, I, I just don't think that the, the way it's planned out, the way the show is evolving and moving forward, that they could suddenly go, like, she's just had this ton of shit thrown at her, her entire existence on this program, like, in this earth, and then we're just going to kill her, like, randomly at the end of season six or, like, start of season seven. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think she's going to be okay. She might not be a niner, but I think she's she'll live. I'd like her to be a niner. I think it would be good if, if if she is, but I'm not sure. I feel like she hasn't got the legs for it anymore. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We're like 80th minute of a football match, just 10 minutes to go. She's got to come off. We need to bring on fresh blood. She's Antonio. Just gets tired. She is. Yeah, can't make the full game. Would, do you know what I just thought? Do you think... I was trying to think of Tree Hill and, think, and trying to equate it and trying to imagine if we like grew up in Tree Hill... Uh, I was like, Coney Heap is not Tree Hill, but Wellin is probably quite Tree Hill size. Do you think? Like, if you think about it, Wellin's probably, you know, there's like not a high street, what do you call it? A center where there's like shops and things where Karen's Cafe would be and that kind of thing. And you've got parks, it could be River Court, and you've got some nice houses and you've got some not as nice houses. Like, it's kind of, I imagine Tree Hill is probably the size of Wellin. Yeah, that kind of works. Also, imagine Springfield and The Simpsons being like well in as well. So just <laughs> all of these towns, possible, right? That's it. It's just where you live is all of these towns, all these fictional towns are well in Garden City. Yeah, yeah. Well, I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy that though. I enjoy the vanilla. Um, <laughs> Well, shall we go into judgments and anything that we've missed we'll hit in there? Is there any major character we haven't spoken about? Uh, I think so. I don't think so as well. It was a mouth we've done. We done the guys we There did. was no down, Julian no we spoke about. Yeah. Yeah, I think, we do. I think we've hit them all. Okay, well, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And how could you not? Check us out, ravenshoops.net. Why don't? Because the basketballs go through. 
hoops. But yet they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.net. That's where you can get access to the Patreon. You can you can support for as little as one dollar a month and be a sweat towel collector. Do it. Someone needs to do it. Someone's got to pick up those sweat towels. And it's not like you're not part of the team. I mean, you're not integral to the team, but it's not like you're not part of the team. And you never know when we're going to be short and we're just going to say, get in that game, son. Yeah. You go for it. You get that jersey on. You feel that dazzle cloth on your skin. And you throw that ball in that basket. And that's the lowest level, but there are other tiers as well. And there's lots of additional content on there, like those videos we were talking about earlier for the road trips, early access to episodes watch along privileges and the watch along videos are all stored on there as well so yeah but if you also want to support the podcast for free for nothing at all then hit us with a rating and a review it really makes a difference and helps get our podcast out to more people just like you but dom who was your favorite performer of this episode I think I'm going to go with Bethany Joy Lens. I think we, you know, bigged her up a bit. She had some really good moments, really good at teaching. She actually, actually like conveys that love and that passion for teaching and, and how to do that really, really well. Um, and then kind of her kind of righteous moment with um, Principal Butlicker. I can't remember her name, Rimkiss Rim, or whatever. Rimkiss, yeah. Um, um, and then just kind of, moving the, the the character on and evolving and kind of going to um like the the record studio and be like this is what kind of what i want to do and this is where i want to be i love teaching i'm really enjoying it but you know I, I can kind of continue that journey maybe a little bit later and i can focus on this so yeah i'll go with uh bethany joy lens uh what about yours mate also bjl she <laughs> she got it and yeah, for all the reasons you said and the reasons that I said earlier, just really good. Your favourite character of the episode? I actually found this really difficult to pick. When it's difficult to pick, it's kind of a giveaway that the episode was a bit... You said vanilla. Vanilla is a good word. Um, I think this was quite vanilla. Um, I think I, I think I'll pick Lucas, which is very rare. But I'll pick Lucas for the, the kind of like kind sentiment and like that he felt towards Keith and that he was kind of bestowing and sharing with Jamie and those moments that he has with Nathan and like when they're holding Jamie's legs and you know, they're doing stuff together. It's nice. It's brotherly. It's something that they didn't have before. Obviously, they've had it for a few years. But um, and then having the opportunity to share stories about Keith and his kind of childhood and growing up. Uh, and the moment with like yes you can like miss dan it's 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 okay to feel that way so yeah i'll go with lucas what about you mate i mean i don't want to just say all of the same answers as you but (laughs) mine was also lucas for that moment that we spoke about of what you said about missing dan and him having that kind of realization so yeah what about your favorite background performer one line or less um i was originally going to go with one of the school kids sitting on the sofa but i've gone for grindy mcgrind grind mm. um because you know he was there he was grinding <laughs> grinding on you know both of mouth's ex partners i guess 
Indeed. Imaginary yes. and literally. I'm going to go with the kid that sat on the floor that's got glasses on uh, in Hayley's living room. I was like, he didn't get a sofa spot, so he's getting a spot on my judgment roster. Nice. Uh, what about your favourite line? Um, I actually picked a Nathan line uh, because it was a bit of a silly one. I think there's a few sentimental lines in there, but nothing that really stood out to me that I, I thought would be, you know, T-shirt worthy, shall we say. Mm-hmm. But I when Nathan's kind of being uh, mocked by Lucas, he says, uh, I wasn't pretending. I was dumb as a post, Jamie. Uh, and I thought it was a funny moment and it, it kind of made me laugh. So it went with that. Oh, there, there was another moment where Peyton says, uh, Jake? Uh, when Brooke's like, I, you know, your 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 um your ex wants me to move to LA and this that and the other, and she's like Jake. I, I thought that was really funny, but it wasn't long enough for a line. But I thought it deserved a mention. Yeah, good callback. What, what was your what was your favorite line? I like Jamie's line where he said, "I like it here. Things come in broken and they get fixed." Mm. I was like, "Wow, nice. that's layered, isn't it? That's like a double entendre, really." figurative as well uh what about your favorite song of the episode uh when skills of mouth go to the party there's a song uh, called i don't care by fall down boy fallout boy uh playing um and i picked that song that was like there was another song playing later on that I considered sort of towards the end which was kind of like signing off the episode but i thought i'd pick this one it was like bang in the middle and yeah we'll have a bit of that um what about you mate did you locate a song in this episode you know the music is really important to me um i (laughs) soundtrack to my life i did actually like the song that played at the end montage it's so one tree hill isn't it now to have these the song that plays while it's setting the pieces up for what's going to happen in the next episode um, but yeah, I really like that song. Something about giving me space or something. Um, yeah. Sure. So I did. I like that one. Then someone out there will know. Someone knows. Uh, Jenna knows. I'm pretty sure Jenna. <laughs> Last but not least is the precious, precious rating. Dom, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? It's very much stayed the same. What about you, mate? Had, same question. I had a number. It went up by one, and then went, then went, back, then went back down to the original. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we will say them together on three. One, two, three, five. Five. That was. A five and a five. Oh, there's no need to go any further with that then, I guess. Well, I'll just say I had it up to a six at one point because I was thinking, I know this could be considered a filler episode and so on and so forth, but I think with shows like this, we have to consider that also, particularly in the, in this day and age where it wasn't like 10 episodes in a season kind of situation, Sometimes it's nice to just spend time with characters, and I think a lot of people find that comforting. It's just like I'm just spending 42 minutes in Tree Hill. It doesn't necessarily have to have all of the drama happening. I'm just enjoying spending time with these characters that I sort of know and love. 
And I think it fell more into that category. But the problem with it for me was I found it boring. Like I I said on the watch along, and I also felt it when I watched it tonight, is I was like, this episode so long. How long is this? But it wasn't long. It was just slow. Um, so I think for that reason, I'd, I'd call it a five. What were what your reasons? Yeah, exactly the same. It, it, it was a struggle to hold my attention. Um, there's some good moments in it, but not kind of worthy of anything more than, than where we've placed it. I think... I think it's a fair number for what it is. I think you're right. It's nice to kind of spend time with the characters. They do have a bit of building to do. They do have a bit of, it, it can't all be drama, 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 I guess, you know, all the time. Um, and I sure broke up. Um, so yeah, it, it was nice that I suppose to have a slow paced episode, but I wasn't really fully engaged with it. So I think five is fair. There you go. We'll call this one five. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Dom, for being here as always. I think, if I may be as bold, I think I would like to do the Ravens chant tonight. And if I can, I'd like to do it as Chris Green. (laughs) I would like that very much. I miss you and I'm all alone inside my head. I miss you when I'm all alone inside my bed. I miss you 24-7 day and night. I miss you. Just wanna hold you tight. Ready, Dom? We're gonna do it on free. I miss you and I'm all alone inside my head. Here we go. <laughs> all alone inside my bed. I miss you. Ready to say it on one, two, three. Ravens, sing yes. it with me. Ravens, Ravens, Nana Nai. <laughs> <laughs>